What do you drink if you are drinking like spirits? If you were, if you had it's to like drink a like setup. no, if you if you had to drink <sighs> like spirits or like spirits. Liqu- liqueurs, oh. um, like you, if something straight, like it could be like a, a a sweet liqueur, or it could be like a whiskey or a bur- bourbon or a. Um, bourbon. I guess a whiskey. I a think whiskey. a whiskey. You like whiskey, do you? Yeah, I can't do vodka anymore not after the incident and i can't do like those schnapsy things like the the kind of flavored high spirits they're not very good but even with whiskey i I don't deal with liquor straight very well i need to have it with a mixer okay like i think the the last time i drank whiskey basically between every sip it was so strong that i had like this like i think it was like a peanut mixed bowl so i'd have like a sip of the whiskey and then like stuff my face full of roasted peanuts to try and like cleanse my palate because yeah. it's so burny yeah okay i mean my go-to is usually like amaretto like i like di serrano amaretto like yeah like di serrano oh i oh, love it you don't like oh. that stuff okay cool no Again, um, that kind of flavored stuff. so so hypothetically if um you had a a hip flask for a wedding event or something. Oh, um, so something along those lines. What, what kind of? Um, I changed liquid. my answer. Sake, sake. Yes, that sounds sake Japanese. is actually pretty good. It is Japanese. It's rice wine, um, like forty oh, percent proof. Sake, it's really good. That. I'll bring you some back. I'll bring they, you some yeah. back. Yeah, I mean they. Um, I mean, if, uh, can we get it in the UK? You can. Usually you'll find it at like a Wagamama's or um, okay. at Asian Special. Wagamama's stores. closed don't down get like... here. <laughs> what? Seriously? I, I don't know if it's nationwide. It, where where I live, the Wagamama's closed down. That's fair. Anyway, that that defeats the point. The fact is, go back to the hypothetical. I, I thought the hypothetical Sorry, situation the hypothetical was, 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 you know, on the nose enough that you'd realise that I'm looking to buy some alcohol. So please not, don't give me the most awkward alcohol in the world to, to provide. Possible to try and <laughs> Unless you're going to provide your in. own. And that, in which case, <laughs> if you bring back your own, that's absolutely fine. I'll bring a second hip flask with me. Yeah, well, <laughs> one no. in the boot, one in the jacket. <laughs> no, you can bring it in. It's original. We can fill up the hip... Look, there is no hip flask. It's, this is hypothetical. You could hypothetically... Sorry, hypothetical. ...bring the bottle with you <laughs> we can fill it up here <laughs> just like taking swings on the altar just waiting for you to like <laughs> you just said you were going to bring me some back anyway oh god i'll bring you some back I well you're not going to bring but, it okay. back you're not going to decant it into a separate container to bring me some back you watch hopefully. me it's just in a ziploc bag oh, this is a, right we'll talk about this later should we do a podcast let's do a podcast in three two one Hello, Eves, new and old, and welcome back to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me, as always, is our novice, Will. Good morning, everyone, or afternoon, depending on where you're listening from, um, or e- evening, or middle of the day, or middle of the night, I guess. If I don't see you later, good morning, good afternoon, good night. If I don't see you... What's, what's what does um oh god this absolute truman show right yeah yeah no i was um i was gonna go a lot a bit more crude um and go with oh um i can't even remember his name who's the british comedian that used to do bow selector that then had his show um oh ali did he do ali g i don't no. know if it's no it wasn't the same guy no not him that's borat guy isn't it um no, sasha baron cohen yeah. yeah no i've no idea you, you uh, keith lemon Keith Lemon. 
Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. With his weird bandage on his hand. Yeah, sure. And he, he always, um, cause he did, um, he was part of Bow Selector, right? Cause he did, um, he did, yeah. You're not a Bow fan? I'd never watched it. What? Oh my yeah. God. We should do a watching thing where we go and watch Bow Selector. That I feel like it has aged poorly. I'm sure I it will aged brilliantly. One... <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it will be absolutely, you know, top quality. Show it to the Queen. It'll be great. Um, oh wow! Anyway, he used to say on he had a Keith Lemon show um, on Channel Four for ages, I think. And he, he used to say, if I don't if I don't see you through the week, I'll see you through the window. And uh, I was, I was that's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the creepy was, yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're new here, we talk garbage like this, <laughs> and we usually, at Almost some point, get to talking about anime. Sam gives us a new show, and we talk about the first three episodes, and we decide whether it's good enough to show a noob, a novice, and I am that novice in this situation. I don't know anime the way Sam does. Sam's grown up with it. He's the, our expert, our resident expert, and um, yeah, we just we just pick it apart, pick out the, and it's just the first three episodes, otherwise we'd be here all day. Um, and yeah, we don't watch the whole thing. Today... We are looking at um, Sakugan, Sam. Sakugan, Sakugan Sam. with Sam Sakugan. Sakugan, because he's a Sakugai. Um, oh. Although it's not, it's a girl. Uh, Sam, why would anyone watch this show? Uh, do you like caves? Sure, sure. They uh, have a special place in my heart. I oh. cave diving, cave um, digging, cave ing, spelunking. Okay, blunking, spelunking. It's a fun word. Spelunking. That's what you. No, yes, yeah, spelunking. Right. Sorry, the, 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 the bopping kept cut, <laughs> cutting out the peas. I think it was like spelunking. <laughs> too close to another word there. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Well, if you like uh, deep diving into caves, if you like giant robots or even Godzilla-style kaiju monsters, then this mm. could be a show that might intrigue you. Uh, 12 episode one core show from studio Satellite, who are known for doing Macross Frontier, some episodes of Fairy Tale, and also, um, Air Gear OVAs, which is, uh, show near and dear to my heart. Oh. Let's see what it's about, I guess. Okay, yeah, sure. Let's talk about it. <laughs> All right, well. So Sakugan, the spelunking giant mech kaiju show, uh, oh, yes. which sounds like a lot going on. Um, what is actually going on on the ground level with oh, our uh, main characters in these first three right. episodes? Okay. okay, people are like seven minutes into this, so I'm going to uh, fully confess to the fact that I was doing other things at the same time as this show, and that's probably not the oh. best show to be doing the same thing, say, to be multitasking yeah. with. Yeah, um, there's, there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening. Um so what can I remember? That it, it focuses around our Memempu. Memempu, yes. Memempu. Um, sure. Um, I'm sure they call. <laughs> yeah, let's not think too hard about the names. Her mini poo at one point. Um, but hey, when Dad's trying to be cutesy, I don't know. Um, and her father Gagumpa. Gagumpa. I don't know what it is. Gagumba. Yeah. Gagumba. <laughs> Gagumba or Gagumber, depending on who. Um, and he's her dad but also like this cool dad who like you know 
lets her do what she wants. He's a, a deadbeat. He's a deadbeat, yeah. Um, <laughs> which we find out later when he gets drunk on Saka, which is what, what it, it was actually in this show. Um, all tying it back. See, it wasn't a pointless intro. Um, <laughs> and... I hope people made it through to, <laughs> to this point just so that they got the link. <laughs> uh, yeah. Please stay, stay for the first nine minutes. It's fine. Um, <laughs> the, the whole show centers around this alternate world where they all live in a cave i guess it's a bit made in mm. abyss isn't it like it, it, the, it the, does feel a bit like that yeah they have to that they're, they're, expo- they're, they're, they're there's different people in the society some are explorers which are called markers so yep, they the markers oh, so yeah in my head it was a cross between made in abyss and maze runner because very different they had runners in maze runner mm. that went off and explored parts of the maze and then they came back and they mapped yeah it. and they sort of literally very similar format to sort of like here where they go out and then they literally place the flags on the map where they um where they've been and where they know and this place is huge massively under is it all underground it seems to be. The, it seems the to be. place that they're exploring is called the Labyrinth. And um, mm. it's this huge cavernous space between all the different colonies uh, where humanity seems to be holding out. And everyone's questioning whether the sky is really real or whether it even exists. So mm. we can we've had at least a few generations of cave dwellers. Yes. Troglodytes, as I like to call them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Stalagmites or stalactites? No, tights because they hang from the sea. Troglodyte is a cave dweller. Is that actually what that means? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, every boy. day's a learning day. We're I know. Here on Gateway to the Outverse, <laughs> I can't believe how smart I feel there. Like it's my go-to insult. <laughs> like ever since uni, you troglodyte. Ever since uni, someone went, "Oh, you troglodyte!" I was like, "That's such a good insult," and I just used it's... it nonstop. So I had to know what it means. And yeah, it means like I knew it as an insult, but it yeah. makes so much more sense being like. Ah, you dwell in a cave, therefore you don't know the outside world. We bring it back to the shadows on the cave wall. Uh, Archimedes, Socrates, Socrates, eat your heart out. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. That was a fun, fun time as well. Um, Go back and listen to our other episode where that happened. I had no idea which episode it was. (laughs) Can't remember which one we were doing. Okay. We are detouring a lot. Um, So let's focus up. We're following Memempu, who wants to be... A cat. No, sorry, doesn't want. <laughs> everybody, what? Everybody wants to be a cat. Um, that's the thing, right? Please say it's the thing. Ah, uh, sure. Um, marker. She wants to be a marker, and she likes. She, she basically that's a bit like in Maiden Abyss, where the main characters are, are trying to earn their stripes, basically, to become. The, 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 I can't remember the names. Oh, red something, red caps or red. Oh, uh, white whistles, white whistles. I knew there's colours involved, but but aren't they? <laughs> but, but aren't they? Yeah, white whistle is like the ultimate, isn't there? But don't they have like tears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like red whistle, blue whistle, white whistle. Yeah, that's um, actually come back recently. Oh, cool. Season um, two. Very nice. I might check it out. Probably won't. Um. But Dad won't oh, let yeah. her because it's very dangerous. It's also a mecha show. They've got... Um, yeah. Yeah, they've got mechas that are humanoid in sort of essence, you know, four, four limbs. Um, and they... There's some that... Oh, they're also transformers that transform into vehicles. But they have different purposes. Mm. They Some are used for mining to collect special... Like a, a rare material, like a crystallite material. Um, yeah. That is used for something I didn't pick up. 
Is that used for energy or for currency? Um, yeah, we get a, a brief uh, look at, um, they call it anima, which is a type of uh, energy source, which is mm. allowing everybody to live underground. Um, okay, good. Yeah, I assume that's what the crystals are. Yeah. And, and I then, think just rare stones in general still hold value. Yeah, but how can how can an organization be used for mining them? Are they then selling them to the public? Are they con- are they the the bureau of exchange? Are they controlling the exchange rates of these values and the um of these of these gems? Sure. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> just checking. Uh, it's a very so some of this is very cyberpunky in like the city scapes. See, I felt it went the other way. I felt it went more steampunky in terms of its uh, well, designs. Very well, kind of thing. industrial, I think there, I think rusty. I think when it opens up, yeah, industrial doesn't necessarily mean steam. Steam though, it can do. It depends on the era, doesn't it? Um, well, it's I, definitely not steam because we see that there's electricity and there's yeah, yeah, other yeah. forms of power, but. I thought the, the opening the scene, was... the opening scene when they're like running through the city, is very neon lighty, very sort of, um, yeah, like tower blocks and stuff, and it felt a bit more cyberpunky. But then there was this other element, which like the machines themselves seem quite clunky and like use cables and stuff to sort of maneuver. So that's a bit less techy than that, I guess. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a nice aesthetic. My my overall feelings for this at the minute, and we'll get into it. I don't know whether I'm being too harsh. I thought the concept was awesome, and I don't know this is like one of the questions we look at at the end. I thought the concept mm-hmm. was really cool. I just I, there was a lot about the execution that didn't really keep me engaged, and um, I don't know. yeah, I get that feeling as well because, like like we said, the ideas behind it these big kaiju fights and there's mechs and there's like a quite a solid um and different dynamic between our main characters like having a father-daughter um dynamic for our protagonist is something that we don't usually see in anime especially for like quite a young child and and middle-aged man Mm. and it has loads of moments that that can be really interesting but there is it's i feel like that spark isn't really there. So, I, I don't know. I don't know how to put it into words yeah. properly. Well, we'll see if we can unpick it. But uh, to get to to just quickly summarize the first three episodes, Sam, you might want to help me out because I am struggling to sort of put into words what happens. They okay. We have Mamempu who is exploring in the first episode. It, how does it end? There's a big cliffhanger at the. Oh, it ends with the the kai, the kaiju the the monster yep. breaking into where they're all living and they're all surprised this doesn't happen it's a big sort of godzilla like creature and it destroys some of the main characters at this point it it absolutely obliterates and leaves you on a cliffhanger um because they it's they've sort of gone through the episode with them as these sort of guiding angels Mm. these are the people that they want to become and giving some sage fatherly advice yeah they've had a had an important role up to this point they die, and then it's a case of the next two episodes. The time frame is a lot shorter, I think, and it's basically yeah, them definitely. dealing with the situation at the minute. So the kaiju has got in, and then another one turns up, and it ends with them destroying the kaiju or both mm-hmm. kaiju's and finding this other group of people that they don't know. Um, this guy in a chair that looks very sinister. And- the guy, the guy in the chair. I love him. Um, 
Yeah, so the first two episodes deal with the kaiju attack on the city, and then the third episode is the first full episode of them exploring the labyrinth and um, Mempu kind of learning the lesson that she needs to rely on her dad because she can't do everything herself. She might be the smartest person in the room, but right. she doesn't have any experience out in the and it, wilderness. And it and results in them finding two different kaiju or two of the same kaiju? Um, the two kaiju is when they burst into the city in episode one, and then that's followed up in episode two, and they beat that. Uh, and then in episode three, uh, Mementu goes oh, off. Oh, okay, gets, yeah, yeah no, they get you're attacked right, by a kaiju at the waypoint, and then yeah. Mementu goes off by herself and gets attacked by like smaller, yeah, kind of, like silver fish bugs. Uh, Kabutos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kabuto. All hail Lord Helix. <laughs> Man, which place Pokemon was just. So long ago now. Mm. I have no idea Cultural what you're talking reset, about. I said. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what that, did that. you think of Memempu and Gagumba? Gagumba. Gagumba. Yeah. Um, Gagumba, as the subtitles would say. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Um, oh, by the way, Crunchyroll was a nightmare last night trying to watch this. I don't know why. I don't know yeah. if it's just their player. I haven't had that, this much trouble in ages. Like I was watching it downstairs on on the TV on the PlayStation app. Every t- mm-hmm. every twenty seconds, it was freeze for like twenty seconds at a time. So I think this is also what pulled me out of it a lot. As well. And then I came up to watch it on the computer so that I'd have hopefully some better better luck. And it was a bit better, but it still kept freezing, and I kept having to refresh because it had freeze for ages. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think that pulled me out a lot of it. So I'm hopefully going to try and not let that influence my views. Um, their relationship is weird. She's far too brutal. <laughs> like she literally says, She's "Oh, is this really why? Harsh. Is this why? That's why Mum left you, isn't it?" And then later, yeah. on, later on, she gets it, it gets called out again by the woman that dies, the girl that dies. Mm. Um, I can't remember Linda. Lin- Linda. Um, she calls him a name or something. I don't know. It was. It, it just. Yeah, they they went in pretty harsh. Everyone's dogpiling on him. <laughs> She's an unusual... I, I, I don't... I think it's a bit... This show is just a bit all over the place with the character sort of development. Like, their relationship... Sometimes he's trying to be very fathery. And then it's like... And, and sometimes it's trying to be very serious and take itself very serious. And then it snaps. And yeah. it's jovial and lighthearted and laughing in the face goofy. of adversity. And goofy, yeah. Um. When the when the guys first die, that is, I th- and I think that's one of the key moments of the show. Yeah. when we're thinking about it, because it, it they've just spent the the scene directly before it, before they get in the mech, they're running like a Scooby Doo cartoon underground. Mm. Oh yeah, Linda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gagumba and Mamempu, they're all running and they're shouting at the radio that the radio is lying to them and how it's a terrible situation. You think, oh well, they'll be fine. And then they get in the mech, and episode one almost ends with Linda and Walsh jumping into battle, and then just getting punched by this kaiju. Mm. And we get this, admittedly, brilliantly animated moment where um, there's this there's this moment of character development. It's like, oh, when did you grow up? Says Walsh to his daughter, as then everything goes black and white and really sketchy as she burns to death. Yeah, and it's just so out of left field after the whole episode has been. Tom and Jerry cartoon antics between Gagumba and Mementu running around the city. Yeah. And I I, 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 don't, I don't dislike that as such, but it just keeps jumping around with it. Like, 
the, mm. ne- the next episode. It can't decide. The next episode when they when they open the gate, the, 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 Walsh's old teammates have to open the gate, and they're all like, "There's a moment where they're like, she, she's the lead, the, the then leader. It seems like the the lady. She's like, yeah, aggressive towards um, not my mum, but Gagumba, and is basically like, oh, we've just lost our friend. What are you what are you talking about? And sort of really showing her emotion. And then the next scene we see her, she's in the tower sort of like opening the gate. I don't know. I can't even remember what the gate was for, really. Is it to the rest of the labyrinth? To the yeah, rest it's out, out into the yeah. labyrinth. Um, and she's there like on the radio, like, ha, it's a good job you had us here to open the gate. You can thank us next time. And they're all sort of smiling and laughing. And it's like, this is 10 minutes after you've just lost your leader, your leader, your friend, who you were so, em- dead. You're so emotional about earlier. And I'm like, how why aren't you still grieving? Like you should be, this should be a serious scene. It's like they've tried to mm. throw in levity when it's not needed. And like when it shouldn't, shouldn't be there. There's almost, it's almost too much levity so that it takes yeah. away from a lot of the drama. Um, yeah. They were going for shock value and they're trying to have this serious message of like the labyrinth is dangerous, but also they, they're trying to have their cake and eat it with these cutesy character designs and, the comedy, I guess, they want it to be kind of like a, a a wholesome comedy show. Father and daughter, they don't get along, but if they work together, they can save the day. <laughs> but then... What do you... Oh, yeah, by the like, way, are they all father and daughter com- combinations? Because apparently... <laughs> it seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> we just find out, like, it's not even explicitly said it right at the beginning you just sort of have to, they, they they eventually start saying like dad and stuff and it's like right so this is a father-daughter relationship not just that he's working with this girl but oh completely lost my train of thought what did you think to no to answer your question is they're <laughs> they're not all father and daughter uh, Memempu. um because she's I th- bratty i to me i thought you were i thought you were going to be like this is Leia all over again. <laughs> Just this know-it-all runaway who seems to be, pretty much get away with everything. Um, I mean, she is, to be fair. Like, she's a bratty character, but she's nine years old. And she's written almost a bit like a Mary Sue character, where she just, she's the smartest, and she's already graduated university, and she's yeah. nine years old, and blah, blah, blah. And I really don't find child prodigy characters to be engaging unless they have some sort of like unless you're going to dig into that whole isolation aspect of somebody being smarter than yeah, their age like pre- like like dictates doc- like there's also dr stone vibes with the comedy i think like her trying to be this like genius character and explain mm. her plans and stuff um and, and the difference being that because it's a fantasy world this time you lose that charm of like when senku explains something it's like oh cool like that's actually a, a real thing yeah whereas here it's like sure i guess that works yeah. i don't understand how the workers and the mine shafts and the tunnels work you're explaining to them to me on the fly yeah yeah as you, you're beating the kaiju like you're explaining it yeah. like a um, a twist an upper hand like uh swap around like a uh yeah okay this is what we can do it's like okay i don't know what that thing is like that thing doesn't exist in my reality so mm. well done i guess congratulations sure i i guess you're smart and we get the shots of her at the university doing 
something. Doing smart things. What was her major? <laughs> what did she... Like, what... And she's... I think she suffers because they're writing her as a smart character, but the writers don't Not know smart. how to show it other than... <laughs> possibly? <laughs> like, it's like they, they're they showing... In order to get the audience on board and think that she is smart, they just have the characters repeat again and again. That wow, you're smart. so clever. Yeah. You're so smart. The exposition. And she never actually... Yeah, she doesn't do, I would say, anything particularly... No, like we find smart. out, like, I think in the first episode, it, it hints that she's created one of these mechas for the, the, div, the for the digging, and everyone's amazed by how effective it is with the with the drills on and stuff. And that's their main mm. vehicle of tra- their, their transport for the first three episodes. So there's, I, I guess you could read between the lines and say that it, she sort of has an engineering degree, so she's very technical, and she's created this mecha to, she's adapted a mecha to have this particular purpose. Um, but mm. but then that's before we've seen any other mechas, and then we see some of those kick-ass ones that, like, have grapples on and stuff. That, like Spider-Manning around. Yeah. Also, there's no way that much cable goes inside that mecha. It, like, Absolutely not. Like when he like shoots it basically mile. up to the ceiling, yeah, like, like a, over a mile high. Like, where <laughs> is that cable coming from? And the cam, the, the animation is very much like we're not going to explore where this cable's coming from. We'll just <laughs> go to the finish point. Yep. Okay. He made infinite it, cable. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, the mechs reminded me of, like kind of like a mix between the Juggernauts from '86 and yeah. the Nervesh from Eureka Seven. Due to the, oh, like God, the transforming test- component. Yeah, you're testing my, my recall here. Not my recall. Just, really, I, my the Nerve Ash purely because it transforms into a car. Yeah. And the Juggernauts mostly just because they have the cables to like swing around with. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a kind of middle ground. I I do like the mech designs. I'm I'm considering getting a big Tony kit. I've seen one <laughs> in the local hobby shop. Okay. It looks like pretty sick. Mm. But the CG that's been used for the kaiju and the the mecha. I think for the mecha, you can almost get away with it because it's easier to animate yeah. mecha CG. Kaijus just look bad. I can also, I would also forgive the CG to a certain extent if the fight scenes were stellar. Like a lot of I like f- with eighty six. Yeah, I feel yeah, I, I I feel like the the animation. Of the fight scenes, and and this is, I'm very conflicted here because I don't want to be overly harsh on animators reusing footage, but there does seem mm. to be quite a lot of opportunities where they've got backs of heads or they've got just um, a, a, on repeat loop of, of of legs running or like a, um, a I don't know a certain movement or something while they're expositing over the top. There seems to be a lot of moments of just dragging out the runtime of these scene, these fight scenes using as mm. limited amount of animation as possible. And I get, you know, you need to say, you need to cut corners and save time, but it, I, I, I yeah, you know, um, Charlie, you know, the penguin guy that we, that we mentioned before. Oh, Moist Critical. Moist, Moist yeah, Critical. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was criticizing an anime the other day. And since then I was like, oh yeah, a lot of anime do do that. And I get, you know, sometimes you have to. But I, I was just—it was in my—it was on my radar potentially, and I was just noticing it a lot. And I just thought, mm. there's a lot of stalls here, a lot of sort of cuts where I just want to see the fight, or I just that's that's clearly done just yeah. a pad, 
Like I don't need to see them running down a corridor for 10 seconds. Mm. Like I, I get the idea, just move to the next plot point. Yeah. So what anime was he looking at? What was he, what was he talking about? I can't remember. He said he described it as the worst anime ever. So I don't know. Ooh, it was one about, yeesh. it was one about, um, uh, I can't even remember what it was about. There was, there was guys in ghost like outfits and there was terrorism involved and guys in ghost outfits yeah and what is a ghost outfit like like a like a primary school you know simpsons halloween outfit like a a bed sheet sheet over the head yeah um and there was terrorism involved and terrorism was bad i don't know look it's not i don't know i'll find out it's 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 not important We'll, we'll figure out later yeah okay um so tone wise then we talked about the um the shifts around what did you think of uh Gagumba as our secondary protagonist we we said how bratty uh we found uh, Mememphu. what about dear old dad um uh, a bit of the same with with the with the shifts in tone and the shifts in um attitude towards Mumba. like at one point he's like relying on her and praising her for how good she is but then a lot of the time he's quite condescending and putting her down and sort of um yeah the, the way they treat each other is supposed to be quite light-hearted i think and you know they're overly harsh and overly critical because they've got such a a bond mm-hmm. but sometimes it just lands a bit weird it's just being harsh for the sake of being harsh it doesn't really fit with the the moment or the tone of the show um yeah i don't know how mamumba goes from you know, brave as anything to crying when she bites her tongue. Like, yeah, dad, dad's just a bit, bit wet until the, the very end of episode three, is it? Or the episode two? I don't know. Whenever he's, yeah, he when, that he, profound... when they're out in the labyrinth, yeah. he actually, he steps up. Yeah. Um, he ends up saving her from that, um, from all those little kabutos, kabutops, um, which was okay. Like the CG on them again was a bit, a bit, Jarring. Bit weird. Um, I did. I liked the joke that he had to sit in the the kid seat to pilot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty funny. Did you like her and, reaction and to, when she when when he sort of and she was she switched? That seemed very Doctor no. Stone to me. Sort of just he just switches back to this. Aha, yes. Well, what took you so long? What took you so um, long? Yeah. Nah. I and again, I think. I'm biased because I really love Dr. Stone. Yeah, I think yeah. when Dr. Stone does it, there's a heart to it. Whereas here, it wouldn't have killed exactly. the story to have her show that vulnerability. Like again, with Senku, we see those moments of vulnerability outside of the bravado and, and everything. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I feel like they could have had a, a quieter moment together. I did like during that episode that um, when Gagumba basically palms off the piloting duties to Mamempu. we see an actual difference in the way that big tony is moving he's he's a lot clumsier more mm. mistakes are made um Mamempu clearly isn't comfortable at the controls yet and then yeah. whenever gagumba is in control it is fluid he's yeah. like doing parkour across the roof of the buildings he's swinging around like spider-man and i think that attention to detail is um appreciated and it helps to sell Gagumba as this actually quite proficient character. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think there is some quality there with that as well. Yeah, like even even those chase scenes, there was times when I was like, yeah, okay, this is good, this is good, and then it would just cut to like a still or like or something that that sort of took you out of it a little bit. And again, I'm I don't, I don't want it to feel like I'm just bashing it because I think there were some clever bits with the fights that they, they, they tie one up and then it, it it calls for the other one with those weird glowy tentacle things. Oh yeah, the tendril thing. And it yeah. brings it back and it's like this big carnage, everyone gets blown away. But then like when their friends first die in at the end of episode one, there's this huge explosion. Like it's it's ginormous this explosion. Like the whole screen goes orange and they see it and everything's blowing around. And they are literally stood there. They don't get knocked back a step. And they yeah. and then he rushes over to sort of see what goes on. And it, it seems very like wait here, I'm gonna Wait, I'm gonna check. Oh no! And then they're, very, they're over it very quickly. They're over that whole mm. death very quickly, and they do a good job. Like they show blood all over the wreckage and stuff, which is quite gruesome. Yeah. Um, so there's parts of it I liked, but then it just felt like the, pe- the the pacing or like the way they reacted was just weak. Yeah, because they immediately like he picks up Memempu and they go to Big Tony. Yeah, and. It's tricky because Memempu is constantly trying to escape and her whole thing is that she wants to go out and be a, a marker. And the last bit of advice that uh, Gagumba gets from Walsh is, oh, that day is going to come and she's going to go with or without you. Yeah, so why yeah. don't you go with her? Yeah. And I do like that Gagumba's choice is, well, if I can't stop you, I may as well come with you to protect you. Yeah. Yeah. That's but cool. I've got nothing. Not at that moment. I I feel <laughs> you feel like it needs more he, build. Up. He gives this big, yeah. He gives this yeah. big speech, and it just doesn't. I I, I, I feel that could have come later. Again, this might be my. Oh, go on, go on. Sorry. My, my big thing with the the death scene at the end of episode one is the fact that we see that the kaiju can one shot one of these mechs, and then. Throughout the entirety of the next episode, we see that, um, that like the second episode opens up with Big Tony in the exact same position, leaping through the air, and there's a kaiju right next to them. And Big Tony gets hit, but doesn't explode. He just kind of rolls across the floor. Yeah. So what's the durability difference? So I, th- I, th- I, I get- think I think the difference mm-hmm. is the other the the plot armor. <laughs> Walsh was it Walsh? Yeah, Walsh's mecha was jumping through the air, and the uh, the kaiju had just entered from up top. So I think it was almost meteoring down. I think it was plummeting right. down, and it struck it on its path down. So it was like full force. It, it force. was the second kaiju, wasn't it? it? Yeah, that came and they didn't know it Walsh. was there yet. Right, they hadn't right. seen it yet. So I think it plowed through it on 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 entry, sort of like a, yeah, like a meteor or a comet, and. The rest is obviously when it's underground level, it can only muster whatever force it can muster. It hasn't got, you know, velocity. What's it called? Or yeah, it's not got gravity helping out. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes a bit more sense. Because <laughs> I was umming and ahhing about, uh, well, can the, the mechs explode at any time? Or, like, should I be worried in these fights against the kaiju? We saw one guy go down. Yeah. Like, or should I just go back into the goofy swing of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I get that. Yeah. Um, I think for me, another thing that that 
that doesn't sit right is you say that like dad's going to go off with with her but we haven't mm-hmm. you know remember in a maiden abyss we it, it dragged a little bit but i was still very entertained and very intrigued they gave us lots of backstory as to the explorers mm-hmm. and to like we had um the main character's mum sort of talked about a lot as a white whistle and yep there was all this sort of gritty um information we got like it showed us the layers and what happened to you when you went down and it, the mm. effects on your body and that you'd go insane and like end up just dying um blood just starts pouring from every orifice yeah it was really oh. gruesome but here i don't get a sense of what everyone is doing we've seen some guys die we've seen this other group that apparently have some mechas but spend the rest of the episode not in the mechas and not helping fight mm. And it's left down to this mining mecha, which I get you're trying to push this these guys as the main characters, but have you tried to fo- have they tried to focus on these characters the um the heroes that weren't that didn't want to be heroes you know they're stepping up and doing the mm. but where is the military where are the rest where are the rest of the uh track not trackers what are they called Markers. Markers. Where are the rest of the markers that have yeah. the equipment to fight these things? They must, they know these like, creatures exist. We yeah. see briefly, don't we? We see like a one cut maybe of the uh, self-defense force or maybe the markers just firing and then getting wiped out or like blown away. And then that's it. And then it's over to Memempu and Kagumba to do with the rest. Yeah, exactly. I think we see. Well, that's the t- that's Walsh's team, isn't it? That we see they they tie they tie one of them up with all the cables. Yeah, there, there's a brief moment where we see, like, I guess the security force, mm. but they don't do anything. They they, no. they fire a couple of guns and then they get blown away. But then this mining mecha can have all this success, mm. and like, yeah, there's only there's only so much of it that's believable. Like, I think if. You know, they'd have been isolated or something had prevented the, it's just, yeah, like, I don't, where they, they know that these things exist, that yes, they haven't entered this place before potentially, but this is where their hub is and this is where they create the mechas and this is where the base is. So there should be the defenses ready for when, if these things attack and if not, there should be yeah. a system in place like this, the first when when this colony and this um, community set itself up, your first goal is self preservation. So you put the defenses exactly. in first before you explore out. Like Attack on Titan, you have all of your defense, mm, all of the your walls. De- you have your walls, and you have your um, oh, I can't remember the names of all the different groups. But you don't send out people to explore until you've secured your home and still the home base. Yeah, and even going back to Maiden Abyss again. The we get so much information about the abyss and how much of a threat it is that when yeah. they actually start to explore it, you have that palpable feeling of there are stakes here. There's mm, a threat. Yeah, we jump we in far s- too quick here. Yeah, it's and I get that they want to try and get the ball rolling and get them out into the world. And th- this is an anime original. This wasn't based on a manga, um, but. I think in this case it hurts it because they're not taking the time to introduce us enough to the world. Like, like a, another example of that is the kaiju. Apparently, it's uh, we we find out halfway through the battle 
that it needs mm. to be connected to the ground with these weird green it's cables. It's got cables. And that, ha- that, that... But immediately... Immediately it breaks free of them. It's like, why are you introducing this information to me here and then ruining it here? Like, there's... That's so... That's bad writing, isn't it? Like, introduce that at the Surely. beginning. As soon as they land... Like, the thing is, they have plummeted down. We've seen them hit like meteors. Unless I'm misinterpreting mm. that animation. They've come down like meteors. So they're clearly not connected to the ground then. Yeah. So they've they've broken through, they've landed, and then we haven't seen I don't think we even see maybe we do, but we don't know what it is. But we don't know what the, that they need to be connected all the way through the first part of the fight. And then it's like, ha, oh, they'll never catch us because they need to be connected to the ground. Oh no, they don't. Snaps cables. Oh well, they apparently they can operate for a while without it. <laughs> that that's a reveal that you should leave for I don't know, two, three kaiju fights in yeah so the big twist of the fight then revolves around oh well they don't need to be attached so now we have to change our strategy it's exactly exactly so so and again this is this is telling not showing because all the way through it's like they wanted to they just wanted to rush through some of the fights because yes there's that element they they could have played more into the big twist that they don't need these cables to attack and to, to survive but there's also the idea that all the way through this, they're expositing, going, these ones are different to the other ones. These ones are like ones I haven't seen before. These ones shouldn't be able to do this. Look, they're mm. doing th- different things. They're just telling us that these are diff- behaving differently rather than having a ba- having a load of battles or, or at least a few battles. With just basic with, kaiju. With so generic kaiju. Under- so we can understand it. So we can understand like- it. And we can see the effectiveness of the, um, of, of the markers and their their attack and their defense so that like oh yeah we've taken down these ones it was tricky but we did it and then it's like oh whoa these ones are operating differently because we see them operating differently like we could have them mm. go oh it's just these stupid kaiju again you know a bit like titans like the whole like like mm. t- exactly like titans we the first yeah. almost well what ha- the first, we see them fight all these dumb titans that just charge charge through and rely on sort of impulse. And then we get the discussion, then we get colossal. like the colossal and we get the different things. And yes, they show it at the beginning, but we don't explore it. We don't explore how that's different at that stage. It's told through mm. narrative and story that there's these basic, basic bitches, basically. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then there's these other ones that act differently and it's done so much better than here that just seems to be like hey these are different to the things you these haven't different, seen uh, that we that you have no context for like even with titan like it the anime adds a scene to heighten the stories in general of the survey corps fighting dumb titans at the very beginning mm. and then exactly as you say it introduces the colossal and it introduces the armored who visually look very very different to the regular titans they show off these different powers and the different abilities and then for the rest of season one basically up until maybe the halfway point it's just the characters dealing with basic titans yeah exactly so we understand yeah. it. So then power levels when the yeah exactly and then when the colossal and the armored come back it's even scarier because we're now like yeah okay oh. so oh i remember this guy he had that crazy power and our guys only know how to deal with regular things and they've been struggling Here, with dealing with regular things with just- regular guys <laughs> Like regular Joe over here, like it's he's tricky enough. And now we've got now we've got King Bob over here, and he's he's going to demolish Bob. (laughs) Oh yeah, like 
It's I so feel like good. The villain series. So good. Attack on Titan. <laughs> Sorry. Attack on Titan. Oh. Peak fiction. Yeah. Peak fiction, my oh, friend. So oh, final season part. Fucking what is it now? Three. <laughs> I don't care. Just keep it. Can't coming. come soon keep enough. Drip feed. I it saw. I saw in. Oh. Uh, I went in Waterstones and they've got. Um, the colossal got, editions. The colossal editions. <sighs> fifty quid a pop. I don't know how many oh, there are. Yeah, fifty. How quid many a pop. volumes of it? Well, there was three there. I don't know. I didn't look at sort of seeing where it got up to in the story. I obviously don't want to spoil it for myself. Although I am tempted to spoil yeah. it for myself and, and get get the manga. He's gonna become a manga reader, dude. If it was easily accessible and financially viable, I would like. I, I really want to get the deluxe versions of Berserk so that I can like... Oh, dude, I I am desperate for but them. But how like, hard is it to get the first volume? Like, it's insane. Like, Waterstones had hard? volume... Yeah, it was, like, it was like my whole issue with Death Note all over again. It had oh, nice. volume four and I could find like other editions, but it was really, really hard for me to find because I wanted it. I was going to order it, but like nowhere had it in stock. I mean, you're in Japan, so uh, right you can bring it over for me. Oh yeah, I'll bring you. I'll bring you some berserk. That was my <laughs> my wedding gift to you. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, uh, whenever I look yeah. at manga anywhere, it seems to be that they've got random um, volumes and stuff, it's, and that's great if you're yeah. sort of in the swing of it and you're happy to just pick up random copies. But you know me, I, I like which to you can't really do with manga. No, I feel like exactly. Unless you have noticed recently, um, especially with the long-running Shonen stuff like Bleach and Naruto and One Piece, yeah. is um, obviously the most recent volumes are still getting released as single tanker bonds, but they're going back and they're doing the three-in-one uh, volume editions, right. which obviously it's three-in-one. It's cheaper, but it gets more people to go back and get into the series. Because with manga, the way Shonen Jump works is, I guess you can technically pick up a volume, and the idea is that behind all of it the reason it releases a chapter every week is that you pick it up you see something as you're flicking through to get to whichever one you like like if i'm going through looking for my hero academia and i yeah. see oh that's a really cool page of uh chainsaw man you okay, might I'll then go, go back and explore and, and if i want to read chainsaw man i need to buy the volumes i can't just go back and or and pick up like the weekly jump that it comes out in. i need to go and find the actual tanker bond and it's genius way better than comics <laughs> Yeah, just very, very expensive. Um, and the same with the, DVD, yeah. the DVDs. Like, I went into... Um, HM, oh, don't HMV. even talk to me about anime DVD. Yeah. Over here, it is ludicrous. Yeah. It's like, here's four episodes for about 5,000 yen. Yeah, what's You're that? welcome. What's, what's what? 5,000 yen? Like, I, uh, exchange rates, maybe 30 quid, maybe? Yeah, yeah. For so four I, episodes. Yeah, I think they were, they were doing like... Um, they do it were they doing series or seasons maybe it's just parts i don't know but they were still like 50 quid a pop um it's way better in in the uk and america because the dubbing and licensing companies actually just they know that western audiences won't pay pay piecemeal yeah i still they have to release the whole thing i still think with the way you know pirating and thing things are concerned and country roll and stuff i i doubt they make much anyway i doubt they sell a lot Mm. It's surprising. Pirating is massive, but they still, I mean, they're still here. Crunchyroll is now yeah. the biggest streaming site and its subscriber count keeps increasing and increasing because the audience, as the audience grows up and they realize that they've got disposable income to spend on it, <laughs> they why wouldn't you go it. to the official source? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but to be fair, 
like what my favorite i went in the other day and again i'm just this is my perspective i saw death note there and i was like oh, i could really buy that and i was like but it's all I, c- I can access it all anyway it's not like i i need yeah. the, the physical copy copy like i quite like the physical copy i think it'd be cool but mm. for that price i ain't paying it um yeah well, we'll the way talk- that i always see it is i will buy stuff that i really enjoyed if i think that something's like a 10 out of 10 or yeah, like yeah. a really high ranked i'll use i vote with my wallet i yeah. buy the stuff that really interests me even if I've it just sits on the shelf even if it just sits on the shelf i mean i've got all <laughs> i've got all the uh, volumes of jojo part 4 yeah. uh, that were released in english they're hardback they look beautiful they've got extra uh, yeah, bits in it if they particularly but look beautiful i haven't actually read them no. i've got them on my shelf but and I bought every time like I I check Amazon I'd be like okay the next volume yeah. volume three is out in three months time I'll buy it I get that but I haven't when I read it I read it through the Shonen Jump yeah. app yeah because I'm only paying I think it's like three less than three pounds a month yeah to have access to everything but that's very different like if if I could again say I'd watched Berserk or or read it already I would quite like those deluxe editions because they mm. look amazing and i'd love those that on my incredible. shelf and the same with the attack on titan stuff if the stuff that like i'd quite happily buy all of the attack on titan stuff and not potentially read it although i haven't read it so i guess i would but like, <laughs> I, if something looks nice but with it how can you say that about a dvd like it's just a, it's a dvd like they don't some of them are like packaged fairly nicely but generally they're just generic dvd cases with a picture of the the protagonist the, on the main the key art like, yeah like I, I wouldn't necessarily want to pay 50 quid just to have that on a random shelf like i don't even have a dvd shelf anymore I, my dvds are in a cupboard somewhere yeah. because i barely use them i i'm kind of in that boat I, and as a, as a fan who as i grew up i did buy entire series like full yeah. metal alchemist i watched first on um streaming sites not legal ones but streaming sites and then i bought the series to, yeah. to re-watch with my brother and yeah. we watched it on the tv but that's a different time though wasn't it, it well that is a, exactly it because now the only anime dvds that i really buy are movies right yeah i'll only buy because it's easier to, and it's better quality usually for me to buy a movie and then play it on my blu-ray yeah. player yeah than for me to torrent it or to yeah watch it i on get a that pirate there's, site. A, there's a specific purpose to that yeah but like, yeah, it's it's really interesting the way yeah. that the market is uh, shifted around in that regard. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. We'll get on Sakuga. to more about disposable income when we get into Slice of Life. Sakuga. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think we should get into the big three questions. Only after we talk about the OP in the Oh my God. Okay. Right. Yes. All right. Can I get a toy first? Go on. First? OP. Well, uh, yes, you can. I'm going to keep recording. <laughs> Okay, I will entertain everybody whilst you go pee. <laughs> da, da, da. Da, 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 Will's peeing. This is Will's peeing song. Da, 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 da. Ah, da, 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 da. He's drank too much coffee. Now he's got to go pee. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Maybe I'll go pee too, but I've left it too long, so I can't do that. Oh no! 
will peace on, will peace on, and that's over. I sang you a whole song. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. You're very welcome. I am. Um, anyway. That, yeah, anyway, go. What do you think about the OP? Okay, okay. The best part about this show. Right? I hate to agree, but... Oh, it's so good. No I matter what it. you say, do 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 no okay. matter what you say. <laughs> One of the biggest criticisms we've, or you in particular, have always criticised the show for is the music not working with the imagery or the imagery not working with the music. This does that to the extreme. Every beat, it shifts, it changes. Like, when it slows down, the imagery slows down. When the, the characters even move slower. Yeah, like it's done everything's like the characters do things on the beat it's exquisite timing i love the design i think there's some Mm. quite nice um like there's obviously the character art that you that you get in every anime but i think they go to a lot of effort to keep it interesting and to keep the overlays going and there's this like um fluorescent comic book style-esque style to everything yeah which Comic book style, style. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. The com- um, yes, the comic book style, style. The CSS, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think is one one of the most well rounded ops we've seen in a long time. Like it's just, it's just absolutely it, it, it hits, and the song's really good as well. And I, at first, I was a bit like, yeah, the song's okay, but the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, yeah, this 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 is fits perfectly. It's by a singer called uh, Masaki Endo, who's known in Japan for having this really like powerful, booming voice. And he 100% just brings his A-game to yeah. this song. It's just, you've got the saxophones in the background. like, And the, the fact that it opens up so loud with that like English uh, lines that he gives, then to pull it all the way back into kind of like that slower... Um, the, the slower vibe is he's, uh, what's it called? The bridge? Is that, I don't know. I don't do Sure. Music. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do bridge. Yeah. Let's do bridge. Uh, the, the slow moments of the bridge. And again, like you said, all of the matching components and the matching art styles and the shift in the art styles as well to go yep. from them arguing inside the helmet to kind of stock footage almost of them walking around and then the silhouettes as they kind of meet in this underground area. Yeah. It sells the show so well. It's just a shame that then the show in the show itself, yeah, it's like they don't really get everything. any of that energy. Everything, is- <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't, we don't get any of that energy or any of that sort of bold, crisp coloring that just sort of makes it makes it pop and stuff. It's all just quite grayscale. Um, I think the, the opening, especially, like there's the moment where towards the end where it goes like danger, danger, danger. And, at, and it shows big Tony running from a kaiju and the danger's dropping down behind them. Yeah. I think if Comic they went for the tone of this OP for the whole show, if they didn't try to do all this kind of really super dark, super serious stuff, and they just went with, it's goofy cave adventure time, boys. Holy crap. Yeah. How good would that be? Could be very special. Anyway, I give it a uh, uh, a cup noodle after a hard day at work <laughs> out of 10. Oh, nice. Um, I give it a watching a film with in the cinema with a bucket of popcorn because oh, nothing beats it really, does it? Like seeing things on the big screen. Like, damn, it's um, high praise. I like it. I really enjoyed the OP. 
Um, ED. I really enjoyed Cup Noodle. I liked that it was always moving yep. and it was evolving as the uh, song went on. Yep. Song, eh, kind of boring. Um, I mean, it's an ED. I don't know. Cookie what, cutter. It's fine. It's it, 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 yeah. it's a fine song, and the the ca- cartoon characters and stuff, the little chibi-ish figures. Yeah, chibi big Tony and they chibi. They 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 were cute. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it's it's above average, fairly forgettable, and unfortunately, it's got to compete with the absolutely insane OP. Yeah. Well, so, no, it doesn't, because you know, it's a different... You know, I don't think we hold EDs to the again, same standard yeah. as OPs. So. True. Um, I'm still just like, I can't get over the erased ED, if I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think any... I That, like, blew my expectations for what, what an ED was the erased ED? ED? Is that the paper That was one? the one where it's her, like, that the- hopping around, and then it just goes completely buck wild with just insane visuals. Right. I, I think... No, or am I thinking of Charlotte? I don't know. I think I might be thinking of Charlotte. Erased ED was very good. Charlotte's ED was very good. Uh, I give this a um, papaya out of 10. A papaya out of 10. Yes, that really (laughs) depends on your uh, opinion of papayas. Um, (laughs) I'm going to give this a... um, uh, a, (laughs) An instant coffee at work out of 10. Like, ouch. No, no, that's not that bad. Like, instant coffee is what most people drink, I guess. Like, no one's, no one's on the Yeah, thing. like the little tiny, like the rip the packet, no, pour it in. No, instant or, or coffee is just. Teaspoon. Yeah, instant coffee is just what you buy at the supermarket, you know? You, 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 oh, you're granulated yeah, stuff. Yeah, you, you. Look at me sounding like your... Blooming Tamaki from Oran Hosts Club. <laughs> instant coffee. Yeah, don't be a plebeian uh, coffee snob. Um, no, Bring I mean, me my beans. It's not. It's not the best, but like it gets you through a hard day, and it does the job. It's a bit of caffeine, and it's um, it's it, it's effective, oh. and it can be quite nice. You know, you you need it in your yeah. life. So it's above average. Okay, let's get into the big three questions. Let's do it. So I've already kind of addressed one of these um, early on. So. Concept and execution yeah. stuff. So yeah. Concept is good. I really like the concept. I think, like Made in Abyss, it's intriguing. It makes me makes me excited to see what could potentially happen. Um, I am intrigued. Like the, the the way they drop cliffhangers at the end of each episode is a bit mean because I think the majority of the episodes are pretty meh, and then they drop these little tidbits of information, these little twists, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's kind of intriguing. I want to see how that develops. Who are these random guys that we've just seen? But I think the execution is lacking. Yeah, I think I'd agree. I'd. That's not to say that it isn't technically impressive. There, there are some very nice cuts. Um, the CG is pretty good for the most part, barring maybe the kaiju. The background art is incredible. Like the city of the first colony, and when they leave the first colony, the the view as they step outside mm. is incredible. I right. really, really enjoyed it, but. Like I said near the beginning, there's a spark that just isn't there in the episode itself. It's there in the OP. It's not there throughout. And I think that comes down to either direction choice, pacing, whatever you want to call it. It's lacking something. I feel like 
thinking back to when we did Code Gears and we were like, here's all these genres, throw them at the wall, here we go. <laughs> I feel like we have a similar genre smash up here, but it doesn't have the chops to pull it all together. Yeah. Yeah, like, essentially. You can tell when the tone shifts. Like, oh, now the show's being a comedy. Now the show's being a mecha show. Now the show's being a somber life lesson um, moment. Yeah. It doesn't really seem to have an identity of its own. It's sort of just like adopting these different mm. different things and tr- and throwing things at us and hoping that we like it. And I think, you know, some people will. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> is the truth. How about turnoffs then? What do you, what do you think? Uh, was there anything here that was like overly offensive or could push away a new time viewer? No, apart from that, the disorientation around like what it's trying to be. I think that's basically what holds it back. Um, yeah. And potentially some of the animation is a bit weird. Um, I thought the character, again, it's just everything we've just said, the characters, I don't feel the relationships are believable in some ways. Um, they j- try to be too many different things and we're just going around in circles. Anything else? <laughs> I thought that um, there was some really nice um, OST music when he got really poignant at the end. And I was like, yeah, that's nice. Um, as he's sort of getting deep and philosophical about his relationship with his daughter. Um, so there's some mm. nice, nice background music there. But yeah. I thought the music in the fights was kind of good as well. Yeah. There was like, they were trying to bring that sax back from the OP, but it just didn't hear that. I guess without the vocal track, it didn't quite hit as hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you think, right. what, what did we think to the opening scene when they both trap each other? Technically very impressive. Some really good animation for okay. like that entire, I don't know, two minute scene of them running and then the traps going off and th- there was a weird focus on Kagumba's gun. <laughs> I just thought I just didn't buy the story, in all honesty. Like nothing to do with like how it was executed. I just thought we're supposed to buy that they both planned a trap in the same place and they've in both this exact place managed this to convince exact moment. they both managed to convince the other person to stand in the place they wanted them to stand but without realizing like when did they set these up different times <laughs> but like didn't notice yeah we, the and we other see trap. that their days are so busy anyway like they're working and then they go home and then they drink and or clean the house yeah like yeah um but hey, they're having fun chasing each other around the city for some reason, um, which doesn't happen. Amazing. Um, okay, so ultimate question, Sam: Does this show get any anniversary? Does it do enough to overcome those? Make you want to watch more. Make you want to watch more. I think coming back to this on the second run, I I would say, I think I would say yes. I would say just no. because the the cliffhangers. I think. A new Screw viewer. the cliff- cliffhangers. Screw the cliffhangers. But dapper guy in a suit. Look, again, I'm biased because I watch bloody everything. But I think if I was to put myself in the shoes of somebody who's brand new, I think these first what's the, um, few episodes aren't enough. What, what's the um, isekai where they go through all the different portals and time stuff? Um, and then there's a, the, the, captain, the captain's outfit. Um, the samurai guy... It was a really good show. Oh, Drifters. Drifters. Yeah. You want a dapper guy in a suit? Go watch Drifters. Go watch Drifters. You want a dapper guy in a suit? Oh. Oh. Or Overlord. Get Demiurge on. Oh, Batman. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, anyway, yeah, I don't think this gets to the anniversary. I okay. think, which is unfortunate because when I watched it week to week, I did enjoy it. I still think it is a fairly solid show, but I think for a newbie, it's just meh, kind of all over the place. It's weak source, in my opinion. Um, unlucky, weakest Saku source. You, um, you do not get any anniversary this week. Um, obviously, if we come back to you in the future, doesn't matter. You're still not in. Um, Oh, <laughs> I uh, what I gave it. What yeah. Oh, yeah. It? What did you give it on my any list? So, what would you give it? A, a score out of uh, ten. Five. What would you give? Five. Five. Dead in the wow. Dead in the middle. Like it's got some potential, but like it doesn't do enough to grip me. So, I'm not gonna. I'm not I gonna think... go negative with it. I'm not like the rating. I'm not gonna go negative with the rating. Yeah. I think five's just a, just a show. I think, yeah, yeah. Five's bang in the middle. It's, it is a show. You've gained nothing. You've lost nothing. Exactly. So, um, I think if I was to give it a score now, maybe like a six, six point five, okay. just because I'm a sucker for Mecca, mm-hmm. so that's my my bias coming in here. On Annie list, let's Sakugan. Ooh! I gave it a seven point five. Did you say Bakugan? <laughs> Sakugan, Bakugan, <laughs> the little marble shooters. Sure, sure. Um. You gave it a 7.5. Wow. High, pra- high yeah. praise. Very, That's very surprising. interesting. Okay. Um, thank you all for listening. We are going to have a quick catch up in Slice of Life to let you know what we've been up to and to talk about our week outside of watching anime or at least outside of Sakugan. Um, we thank you for your time. <laughs> That's such a weird way of saying that. Thank you for listening. Thanks to the guy over in uh, Singapore who keeps listening all the way through on our metrics. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. We love you. Yep. You are known we'll as Mr. Sang- Singapore guy. We, if you want to listen to the previous episodes, we've got loads of shows now. Uh, we're coming up to the big hundred one zero zero, which oh, is very exciting. And, um, yeah, hit us up and let us know what we should watch next. Let us know if we were too harsh on sack again. Um, it was intriguing, but not good enough. So, yeah, we'll see you next week in Gateway to the Universe. You can send us, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Plugs, plugs, plugs. So, Sam. Okay, Will. Oh, you go. you're starting it off this time. No, you. I don't care. Go, what? Hey? You don't care? Hello. Who's that on your shirt today? Hi. Sonic isn't here today. Who on my that? shirt, uh, this was a shirt bought for me by my sister, and because she is the... Um, the cool sibling. Yes. Uh, it's some random indie dog thing. I th- maybe a pig. I think maybe a pig. A pig? That's definitely a dog. I thought it was a dog, but then... Oh, no, it's the other one that's got a pig on it. I was wearing the Sonic shirt earlier, but then I thought to myself... Three weeks in a row is potentially a bit too much. Has it been washed? It is getting washed. I will yeah. stand by. It is getting washed. Mm, okay. It is going in there, but it's my, it's my pyjama shirt. Good so. job we don't have any way to prove that. Um, and <laughs> we don't have bandwidth for smell at this stage i'm just a stinky boy <laughs> um yeah i was gonna start what have you been up to um not a great deal i've oh no i have been watching the boys this oh yes week. you said yeah so yeah. season two. Oh, so dude i dropped off about halfway through season one i think um okay no reason really just other things got in the way and it didn't grip me enough that i was like gagging to watch it and i think i've watched the first half twice i think i went back and tried it again oh wow and it's not that i don't like it it's a bit like game of thrones where you uh, some of it's a bit of a slog some of the some of the episodes are a bit sort of drawn out 
Um, it's not as fast paced as potentially I need in 2022 when I'm like looking for what your attention span has been absolutely ruined exactly exactly. this is no criticism of the show it's a hundred percent a criticism of me and society Um, yikes i'm i went into the show and i was talking to one of my co-workers recently and uh we both said oh we're feeling some like real superhero fatigue like all the marvel stuff recently hasn't really hit spider-man was good but then all the shows haven't really been anything mind-boggling and Doctor Strange wasn't like great and all the DC stuff has just evaporated. Um but then I I put the first couple of episodes on and I'm just hooked because yeah. it's celebrity culture, but what if they could kill thousands of people at any given moment? So, so it, <laughs> and so sometimes they do. When you say you've watched the boys, had you did you, had you not seen any before this little binge fest? Uh my only exposure to the boys was back at uni where my mate was reading the like the original comics right um that were out and i knew that it was kind of non-superpowered people basically trying to take down the justice league yeah. essentially yeah and everybody's always said how good the boys <laughs> is how i think i remember it recommending it to you back in the back you did yeah um, and i just didn't because it was on amazon prime and i was like yeah you know i've yeah. got prime but it's like the players are bit of a bastard and whatever but actually sitting down and watching it god damn yeah it's cool isn't it it's just it's just great yeah it's just good tv and yeah i'll be completely honest i'm not paying attention 100 percent of the time like i'm playing Yu-Gi-Oh on my phone or (laughs) playing a gacha game or whatever yeah but because of the i'm I'm doing what you do with like dubbed anime with like attack on titan and stuff i'm just letting it kind of wash over me but i'm still absorbing what's happening yeah and it's engaging enough that, like, it's dark. Yeah. And holy crap. I don't know, it's, it, it just draws you in. And I'm just really compelled to see where the story's going. I think I'll probably have season three finished by the end of next week. And yeah, it's just a really good time. I'm really enjoying it. Watch the boys. That's good. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Something outside of anime. Still kind of kind of nerdy it's it's superheroes and stuff but it's um yeah it's it's good yeah i i, I might give it a, there's so much on my watch list at the minute but I, i'll go back to it at some point definitely should i think other than that and for somebody who's just complaining about superhero fatigue i went and saw thor oh, love and yes. thunder okay so non-spoilery review is it the best film ever? non-spoiler review um i saw a lot of negative takes on twitter okay. people being super like against it but yeah i liked it it was fun it was a fun adventure there was a surprising amount of heart to it for a film with love in the title you'd hope that there would be um and yeah it was the film to to not be too spoilery the film has like a running gag where they go ah another classic thor adventure yeah they do this a couple of times and i think that is the perfect way to summarize this film it is just a classic thor adventure with some great 80s music, some cool fights, and a nice message at the that, end. With 80s music, I'm almost thinking, is it a bit like a Guardians of the Galaxy? A bit of a sort of... Well, Guardian, the Guardians are there in the first, like, yeah, 10 minutes. They are, Like, you yeah, see them in the trailers sort of, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd forgotten that, to be fair. But is it that kind of vibe? that Because they, they, they always yeah, have... Yeah, it's, it's similar to Ragnarok. Sort of. Okay. Cool. I mean, uh, I love well, Ragnarok. Yeah, it's the same director. Um... Taika Waititi as Ragnarok. 
Ragnarok. I don't. I think Ragnarok is still the better movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was good fun. I enjoyed it. Um, and again, in typical Marvel fashion, there's a couple of stingers at the end that kind of hint towards what's happening next. But this phase of Marvel's been really weird, man. Mm-hmm. It's there doesn't seem to be any focus with what's actually happening. Maybe that's the point. Just another classic insert superhero adventure yeah well potentially maybe i mean they are they are definitely trying a different thing there's something that i've been i was playing through my head last night right okay franchises as a concept aren't functioning properly i don't think i think i think i think there's like this unspoken so i I was i was i was thinking about um what oh star wars i was thinking about the star wars franchise right and okay how Nothing has ever been as good as the original trilogy in the fans' eyes. Like the original trilogy, mm. everything's always compared to the original trilogy, and all Star Wars of like the prequels tried something a bit different, and people didn't like it. The sequels tried to be exactly the same, and people didn't like it. The spin-offs, people didn't like it because they didn't have enough to do with star wars or they had too much to do with star wars or the character story you know everyone's always had a criticism on everything they've done since the original trilogy um Mm -hmm. and it's this idea it's this concept that people seem i think it's good if you try to i think marvel have almost got the perfect formula like they're not trying to redo the uh, infinity saga they're not trying to just replicate Mm -hmm. that same thing they're trying different things every movie they bring out like every series is very different. Like I've just finished um, uh, Night Moon. Is it Moon Night? Moon Night. Night Moon. Moon. I've just finished this series and it's really good. What was it called again? Yeah, but I don't talk about it with a lot of people. You know, I put it on and then like I, I don't I don't Your utter the words. Side. Um, so yeah, Moon Night was good. I enjoyed Moon Night. Moon Night, but it's so Aside off the wall. The last episode. It's so it's so downright weird. Like when he starts going into that existential like afterlife and i thought that was so the, good like the end of episode yeah. f- like episode yeah. four five the and hippo. like the beginning of six yeah like insanely good like the fact that like it had the balls to be like spoilers for moon knight episode four i guess yeah but when he wakes up in the mental yeah. hospital and like it's all the characters all the cast from like that he's been beating up the whole time and like other characters are there and you're like oh was it was it all was a- it all a dream yeah, Whoa. no, it's it's very it's very good, but it's just so different to everything else they've done. And I think Marvel aren't, aren't trying to stick to a formula; they're trying to just drop things in here and there. And the franchise itself was built on the Infinity Saga, arguably, like this what it is today. Do we agree? Mm. Like, I mean, I know they've got yeah. they've got all the definitely comic books and everything, but like as far as mainstream media is concerned, that is what sort of hooked everyone yeah. that's what every everything built to 10 years of movies but they haven't to but they haven't been afraid to like kill off stark and do things that like put an end point on it and then just start something completely different and i think i mean you can even look to the newest spider-man to see the way that they're doing that with that character as well yeah to not it, go into too many spoilers if you've not seen it they made a billion dollars who am i kidding resetting peter parker at the end of end of like no way home yeah genius yeah it is having like him completely fresh detached from sony here's garfield here's toby Maguire. boom but but we look now- but we look at what in the star wars franchise what's done the best like arguably we said last week that rogue one is one of our favorites 
and the Man- yep. the Mandalorian, like two things that have gone completely their own way in the same universe. Then you look at Obi Wan mm. that had very mixed reviews because it's trying to just pull back all of those same characters from the original trilogy. The it's sequ- just referencing the, the sequels, the prequels are getting a new line of praise because they do something at least a bit different. The, sequ- the prequels are getting a new line of praise because the people who grew up with the prequels are starting to have fond nostalgia for it. And the people who like the originals are starting to die off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. But I, I still think there's there's merit to this to this argument that like you can still have things in the universe that succeed. Like I, yeah. I think I think Fantastic Beasts as far is not supporting that idea really because I think people are very critical of because Fantastic it's garbage. Beasts. It is garbage to be fair. But the the the, the first one, yeah, fine, yeah. good fun time. Second one awful third one i have not heard a single good thing about no it's awful um but the 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 concept is good like same universe different storyline we're not then just so i I don't know i I feel like like disney as well like disney in general i think kind of your 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 argument about trying to repeat success and kind of to go back to it i think fantastic beast sums it up perfectly like they released this offshoot movie and hoped for the best yeah and then they then spent the next two movies, it seems, trying to recapture the spark of the first movie. Yes. And it just didn't exactly. work. It's like it almost a microcosm of what your argument is. It's like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I imagine if they'd have done a Fantastic Beast and then they'd have done Hogwarts of History and then they'd have like done uh, yeah. ran, like the founders of Hogwarts, then they'd have done... Um, like some weird obscure thing. Quidditch through the ages. Quidditch through the ages. Yeah, like they then, could have just kept going with all the offshoot books and just made and yeah, they, but they, they were could trying have had, to do a Marvel. Can you they were trying to do an extended universe? But then, but they're not because the Fantastic Beasts a, is all or the a same saga. I guess they're, they're, they're trying to just do a new saga that doesn't have the same plot and you know, subs, you know, robustness that the original series of Harry Potter books does because they were properly written and this is just a universe that they're trying to make a story from the mm. like imagine if they just completely switched genre and did a sports movie about quidditch where it is like all oh. the tropes of sports but it is in the quidditch and harry potter universe where like you had like an up-and-coming star that wanted to be the next biggest big quidditch star and it ended up in the the quidditch world cup or something it's just a, a random one not a you could even throw it into or them. link it in. Or you could Goblet even link it in. Yeah, you could have it. You could have the winner be the Irish, the Irish seeker or something. The, the, the main character could be the Irish chaser or an Irish seeker that end up winning that particular World Cup. Although, arguably, knowing where it's going might ruin the. That I I stand by that would be a sick ending yeah. to then have the film end with him then having to survive the Death Eaters, and then yeah like, yeah 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 like a post credit no smile off to the camera. <laughs> post credit sequence is just that everyone's like yes we've won and then post credits just like oh no everyone's dying um, oh god <laughs> Voldemort's back well I, I think that that is something that anime does really quite well in terms of um, franchising anyway if you look at Gundam there's so many spin-offs and side stories that mm-hmm. take the same core idea but spin it in new ways Code Geass does it as well with the manga spin-offs most light novel adaptations or um visual novel stuff that comes out tends to have some sort of alternate reality telling or a another corner of the universe that gets explored or further down the timeline you've got naruto and then you've got boruto like 
maybe not a great example, but it's still <laughs> something. Yeah. And fans will check it out. It's usually not as popular as the original, but there is content there to explore. I think modern Hollywood at the moment is so focused on making the next billion dollar movie that they're not willing to take risks. Yeah. And but I think that's just these I I get it. It's a business at the end of the day. And if you know you can pump out a movie without much effort and make a make a billion dollars, then I, I get it from a business standpoint. But I just feel like there should surely the artistry? There should, there should surely be enough creatives in Disney and in Marvel. Well, Marvel, I'm not even criticizing against this. But in these franchises, there must be enough creative minds that sort of go, can we not still tell a compelling story? Can we not still do something different and unique? apparently not not enough everything's done by board okay well we'll leave it there i haven't done my slice of life but that's fine i'll do it another time i'll do it next week i'll save it for next week because this week's probably going to be busy so i can reuse my my things that I want reuse to for next time excellent good idea all right okay guys thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week for another episode of gateway to the universe.